This is episode five of the Christian Travelers Network. Today, Josie Weisenberger will help us to discover how we can support spouses who travel and how to find purpose in our travels. Welcome to the Christian Travelers Network, where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Hello, Christian Travelers. I want to welcome you today. We have a special guest, Josie Weisenberger, and she is a stay-at-home spouse to a travel nurse. She enjoys different things about traveling across the country, and her occupation uh, during this fun stage of her life has become the wonderfully made art. Not wonderfully, wonderfully. And it's a small online shop in which she sells watercolor and calligraphy products. She and her husband love the great outdoors, and they go on hikes whenever possible. Hey, Josie, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. How about you? I'm doing great. We're glad to have you here. Can you just tell us a little bit more about yourself and uh, what you're doing here today? Okay, so um, born and raised in the Dallas area in Texas, and I moved to Mississippi for college where I majored in music education. I played the viola, and um, I ended up staying in Mississippi after college because I met my husband while in college, and we got married. And so I taught elementary music for four years in Mississippi, and then my husband's a nurse, and it was always his dream to become a travel nurse. And so um, after last year, after my school year ended last June, we started as um, down the road of travel nursing. Um, So typically how that works is it's three months at a a time, and it can be in any state in the U.S. Um, And so with teaching, you have to have a year-long contract. And so during this time, I'm I'm just not teaching. um, Pretty much on sabbatical, uh, spending time as a housewife. We've moved a couple times so far. We're getting ready to move again in the next couple weeks. And um, and during my time as a housewife is when I started the Wonderfully Made Art. That's really cool. You want to tell us a little bit more about Wonderfully Art and what that means to you? Yeah. So um, when I was teaching, it was, that was a pretty stressful job most of the time. And so after, after I would get home from work, um, a couple years ago, I just started learning, just self-teaching through YouTube videos and whatnot, how to do watercolor um, hand lettering. And I'd, I'd always wanted to learn about that. I always loved lettering, but never really knew how to do it well. And so I started just, that became my, my therapeutic thing to do after work. And so I started learning how to do brush lettering. And then um, that year, my husband gave me a calligraphy set for my birthday. So I started learning how to do calligraphy. And it became just a hobby, just for fun. And um, and then now that I had all this free time as a housewife, not running around teaching all day, uh, I was a- able to spend hours just practicing and having fun with it. So I decided to open up an Etsy 
so that I could, um, you know, make, make things and sell them. And, and I like to letter Bible verses and saint quotes and whatnot. And so, so it was just my way of, of spreading that. Yes, it's kind of become your ministry as you've been traveling. Tell us a little bit more about how you've been combining it with your travel experiences. Like you said earlier, we really like to get out and hike. And um, pretty much when my husband's off work, we're going and finding a new trail to do, often taking our dog with us. She likes to go hiking and climbing too. So I'm Catholic and I carry a little rosary in, in my pocket when I hike. And it really helps me, you know, especially when it's difficult hikes, like if it's a steep incline or something just to pray and I really like the idea of you know carrying your faith with you while you're traveling while you're either outdoors or going somewhere new on an adventure so I started getting into the vinyl stickers thing I know that's been kind of a a trend lately and so I started turning some of my designs into vinyl stickers that can go on water bottles and and whatnot and um, and that's been a, a fun thing to get into, and also a way to an easy way to bring your faith with you. That's that's helped me personally. Yes, and Josie's even giving away a few stickers that we will offer for a few of the people who subscribe to our channel. So I encourage you to check that out. Anyway, uh, Josie, transitioning from uh, college and going into uh, teaching and then moving on to traveling with a spouse. That's a lot of very big transitions. What has been the biggest blessing about traveling with your husband and changing locations frequently? So we we typically end up moving every three months, although this last placement we renewed and so we were here for six months instead. Um, the biggest blessing has definitely been spending more time with my husband. Um, He typically works night shifts and for 12 hours at a time. So when I was teaching, uh, he would still be at work when I left, when I left for work. And by the time I would get home, we would have a total of two hours before he would have to leave. And that would include him getting ready. And so, um, and then when he was off work and when, when I was off work on the weekends and whatnot, we were so busy trying to keep up with family events, you know, birthday parties and and everything else. And um, and so we rarely had time to just spend together. And so, um, so of course, it's hard being away from family, but it's been nice that we're, we have so much time together. And since I'm not tied down by a job, when he's off, which is oftentimes during the week, Um, we're able to go do fun stuff and just spend time together as a couple. And that's been really great to just spend good quality time together. Awesome. I guess on the other hand, what has been the biggest struggle about traveling so frequently? Um, so we both get homesick every now and then, which, you know, you, you can, we talk to our parents frequently on the phone and everything, and we talk to them on Skype when we can. So um, homesickness is just something that comes with the territory. Definitely. 
also it is it is tricky to pack up everything and move every few months that part is hard because I just I hate packing um <laughs> like more than anything uh, I procrastinate really bad on it and so um so that's been tough but um one of like a hidden a hidden blessing of that is I tend to hold on to things and now I'm learning to I'm learning that I, I don't need things to get by. Um, I'm learning to let go of possessions and, you know, just get by with, with a smaller amount. So we basically, if it doesn't fit in our vehicle, it doesn't go. And um, so having less stuff is has been helpful for the packing. But it, it does make it tricky, you know, when you move somewhere and you don't have like a certain thing in the kitchen that you have to go get at the dollar store or something. So logistically that can be kind of, kind of tricky sometimes trying to find a, an apartment or, or a house that's got furniture already or trying to rent furniture. We're going through that now, getting ready for our next place we're going. Um, do you have any advice for anyone who's maybe trying to live more minimalistic or is going to be traveling like you in the near future? Um, well, so I would definitely recommend, you know, prioritizing what are what are your must-have items, what are your clothes that you can't get by without kind of thing. And then how can you make that, I guess, how can you make it go further? Since I'm a stay-at-home wife and I don't teach anymore, I don't need my teacher clothes here. So I basically wear like the same few outfits all the time. I, I do laundry so frequently, you know, which is nice because I, I prefer a, a t-shirt and jeans and Converse anyway. So just prioritize the main things that you need. And um, for example, in the kitchen, I, I really love cooking and baking. And um, our last placement, we had to bring kitchen items. And so we brought just the bare bare essentials for the kitchen but the whole time I was missing my stand mixer because I love baking and so this time like we moved somewhere that they it was a vacation rental so like they had kitchen stuff so like the only kitchen stuff I brought was my coffee pot and my KitchenAid mixer because and I've been using it so you know it wasn't a waste of cargo well that's really cool um what has been the biggest change or challenge um, that you've experienced at going from teaching to being a stay-at-home wife, and how have you been addressing it? Um, so the, the biggest challenge with that transition, um, when I was teaching, you know, it's a very challenging profession, but it's also rewarding. There's a very tangible you, you can tell that you're making a difference. You can tell that, you know, a child came to school and was upset and somehow you helped to make their day better. Um, you know, I always, I was the music teacher, so I had everybody pre-K through fifth grade from the babies to the older kids. And um, they came to my class and it was almost like a, a playtime for them. You know, they weren't doing academic work. Uh, we we would play instruments and sing and and I always had some kind of movement, so I tried to make it fun with a little bit of structure, you know, and so um, you could tell if a child came to school and they were upset or 
feeling down, you know, you, you could tell if, if you helped to make them feel better or when they finally grasped a, a concept, you could see it on their face that it clicked. And so um, it was very tangible to see a difference you were making in good that you were doing. And so going from that to being a housewife and so I, I take care of, you know, the cooking and the cleaning, the domestic stuff. Um, I'm in a supportive role and it's very important to me. And I know it's Im- important work and it's helping my husband and stuff, but um, it it d- doesn't always feel like, you know, like you're making a big difference. Whereas when you see a, a couple hundred kids a day and you can tell a difference. And so, um, so the, the ministry side of Wonderfully Made, um, it, my goal is to, you know, spread the gospel, spread, spread the joy of the Lord through artwork and, um, and just making that art, spending that time. Um, it's a lot of the time it's a prayerful process for me to make the art and then, uh, spread, spreading it and, um, hoping that it's going to have a positive effect on somebody out there that has helped me to feel like I'm doing something good and have some kind of meaning to my everyday tasks. Yes, I think many times when people travel frequently, they think that the purpose is just naturally going to come. And sometimes we got to find different ways to, I guess, make that impact and fulfill that purpose. Kind of going along with that, your wonderfully made art. Can you share a story of some way that you've seen that art impact other people? Um, sure. So this this is something that happened the other day that it didn't really have anything to do with art. It was just on Instagram, and mm-hmm. um, so like I said earlier, we're getting ready to move and everything. So I've been cleaning and packing and whatnot. So the other day, I, I was just feeling particularly inspired. And so I posted an Instagram story asking, asking people, you know, like, what, what have you done today? Or what are you doing today? That's giving glory to God. And then, um, you know, looking for feedback and engagement and whatnot. And then I put that you know, I made a list of all the little mundane things I did that day. Laundry, folding clothes, packing, <laughs> cooking, cleaning, yeah. you know, all the really boring stuff. And um, and then there's a Mother Teresa quote that goes something like, um, we can't all do great things, but we can do small things with great love. So I, yeah. I included that on there. Um, and then I had a response from somebody who said, um, you know, they, they've been going along during Lent, um, and that day they felt like they just completely failed at their Lenten penance that they, they had committed to doing, and they were just feeling really down about it and everything, but they they saw the reminder that I had put about, you know, you don't have to do something big to be good, and, and she said that that, like, you know, helped her have a more positive outlook. And, um, and it was just a good reminder. So, so um, that's, that's one way that I have seen where um, through Wonderfully Made that it has affected somebody. 
as far as the art goes, I've um, like family members and whatnot. I've we we've had some family members and friends visiting recently, and when they visited, I've I've let them like pick out a, a sticker, just yeah. you know, um, with a request that you can have it. Just put it on your water bottle or something. Bring it to your young adult group, mm-hmm. just to kind of get the word out a little bit. But um, just the idea that people are having like these gospel quotes or saint quotes that they're carrying around um, makes me feel glad that hopefully somebody is seeing those words and it's helping them hopefully yeah I think so and I've been on your Instagram and I have really enjoyed just the content you have on there it's very engaging and very uplifting which is really cool to see thank you if you uh, ran into someone who um, was kind of struggling with this. Uh, their their spouse travels frequently, and they're kind of looking for their purpose. What advice might you have for them in just finding their purpose in their ministry? So this might be kind of twofold. I, I might contradict myself. Um, so on the one hand, like I... I'm I'm excited most of the time to be in a supportive role and to help my husband. Um, his his job is very demanding, and I'm sure other jobs that require travel are also demanding. And so, um, I I know that you know me taking care of the home and the food and all that does help him, and so that helps me to to that I do have like a, a feeling of of meaning with that, but also, um, I don't, I don't want to put all of my identity or my meaning in just that, you know, um, I think it's dangerous for anybody to put all of their identity into what they do. Um, because, you know, we're, we're all children of God first and foremost. And so, like what you do as a job to make money isn't like that doesn't define you. And so, um, which not that what I do makes money, you know, (laughs) cooking and cleaning, but, um, and so on the one hand, I, I do get some sense of meaning in, in, in supporting him in that way, but also, um, finding something that's just for myself, like, like the wonderfully made art has been something that, like my husband's very supportive and uh, like I consult him on everything, but at the end of the day, like I'm the one creating and doing all of it. And, um, and just having something that's, that's just mine that I'm doing, whether it's a hobby or a, or whatever, for now it's more of a hobby. Um, Although I'd like to make it grow. Um, Just having, having something that I can devote my time to, besides all, all of the other tasks throughout the day has, has been something for me that that's helped. And so I think anybody who is in a supportive role like I am right now, just finding something that they can do that's just theirs would be helpful. Um, you made me think of a quote. I heard it at a conference a few years ago, and it was, I am a child of God, and right now, fill in the blank. Right now, I'm a stay-at-home wife. Right now, I'm doing this podcast. Right now, I'm struggling with this um, and switching it because so many times we put the right now 
as our identity instead of being a child of God. And when we put that focus back on being a child of God, the right now, it, it is more temporary. And while we may enjoy it or may be struggling with it, um, it's easier to kind of go through life when we put that focus back on Christ. Right. I, I really like that. Yeah. Um, so this doesn't necessarily have to relate with your current travels, but something I really like to ask people on this podcast is in all of your travel experience is what has been your biggest God moment for you? Um, so, so this might sound like a little bit of a fail of a story. So, um, a a couple weeks ago, my husband's cousin was visiting us in town, and he is also into the outdoors and whatnot. So his three days here, we spent just constantly hiking. And I love hiking, but by the end of it, we were I was just so sore and exhausted. Um, but one, of, one mm. of the days he was here, we attempted Humphreys Peak, which is in Arizona, is the tallest mountain. And it's about two hours from where we're living right now. And so mm-hmm. my husband and I have been wanting to attempt to climb it like since we've been here and we haven't really yet. So when my cousin-in-law was here, the three of us attempted, it was still snowy there just because of the elevation. And so we we rented snowshoes and trekking poles, all, all of the equipment you need for snow. And we downloaded the trail map everything because you lose signal in the mountains and stuff and um so we started and the trail was kind of compacted enough because enough people had had walked at the beginning and then I believe like the trail is about maybe five miles to the top so it would have been 10 miles round trip I think and but it got to a certain point where we couldn't visibly see the trail anymore and the the trail map kept jumping around because we're losing GPS. So we couldn't really tell where we were. And so we were just trying to like make our own trail and we were sinking in the snow. It was, (laughs) we kept seeing like, like the tops of these little bitty uh, trees sticking up out of the snow. So it was, it was a lot of snow and the, the trail markers that they tie on the trees. I think a lot of those were buried. So we couldn't, we couldn't tell, and so the whole time we were like, "Yeah, we're we're gonna get we're gonna get to the top. We'll make it." It was kind of like, you know, false confidence kind of thing. I don't know. Like I was, I I wasn't being very nice that day. I was in a bad mood, and so you know, um, and and so then hours later, we realized we're not even halfway to the top. We don't know where we're going. Let's just turn back around and go back down. It's just too much snow. So um, it was like a big uh, humility thing mm-hmm. then because, you know, we thought, oh, we can make it, but we didn't. And so we turned back around and then we're going downhill. And that's when I started. Uh, I'm very clumsy. <laughs> um, and like just about every hike, I end up tripping and falling or whatever. I, it's just normal. But so I kept falling over into the snow Um uh, my husband's trekking pole broke and um and some other stuff just kept happening um like a, a tree branch would when somebody in front of me would go and they didn't realize a branch was caught on them it would snap back and hit me in the face oh. <laughs> so all of these things kept happening 
And, um, and so then like I decided to take out my little rosary and start praying. And I was, I was focusing on the, um, on the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary, which is, uh, reflecting on, on the passion of Christ. So the agony in the garden, the scourging at the pillar, the carrying of the cross, all of it. And, um, and just meditating on his passion and all the suffering he went through. And, and then I just felt that, you know, as, as much pain as I was in when the tree branch hit me in the face and all of that, it wasn't near what he went through. And, um, so it was just kind of a, I guess, a sobering experience. It was just nice to be able to offer it up, uh, you know, to join with him and, um, just knowing that I, I wasn't alone and that, that he was with me, you know. And so while we didn't reach the top that day, it was still beautiful views. We got great pictures and um, and it was just a good spiritual experience. I realized that I, I had been kind of a jerk that day. So I apologized to everybody and it, it just became a better day after that. So um, I guess failing turned out to be a good experience. I think as travelers, we often forget that when we don't accomplish what we set out to, that those are still amazing God moments. So thank you for sharing. It's been awesome having Josie here on the show to share a little bit about her experiences and about wonderfully made art. Josie, where can they find you on social media? So my handle on Instagram and Facebook are the same. It's at wonderfullymade.art. And that's wonderfully is spelled with an A, not an O. And then um, if you if you go to Etsy, if you want to see my shop, just search in the top bar, wonderfully made art on Etsy, and it'll come up. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, have a wonderful day. Thanks, you too. Well, that wraps up today's episode, but just a quick reminder that if you haven't subscribed to our channel yet at christiantravelers.net, you will be entered in a giveaway for some of Josie's travel stickers and Peter Greer's travel book, Travel in Tandem with God's Heart. And we would love your support. Share this podcast with your friends as we get started here. And we'd also love to hear some of your travel experiences, so feel free to join our discussion on Facebook and on Instagram. In the meantime, safe travels and God bless.